Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our service for Sunday the 12th of December. Um, next Sunday morning is our Chris Dingle service, and then in the evening, of course, next Sunday, it's our annual candlelit carol service in the church at 7pm, service led by the choir. And then, of course, we do hope that you can join us for Christmas morning for a short service at 10.30am. Do remember our Christmas World Development Appeal. You'll find the envelopes for that have been delivered, should have been delivered, with your free will offering envelopes and chronicles. And uh, this year's help, as usual, is going to, to a number of worthwhile projects, both overseas and uh, in connection with PCI partners working locally here. We begin our worship this morning by thinking about the candle of peace in church this Sunday. Well, it's our nativity play, um, but we'd also be lighting the candle of peace. We've already done so. We've lit the candle for hope and the candle of joy. And today, perhaps in your home, you would like to light a candle to help you focus in your time of worship. We remember that Jesus is our peace. And we read from the prophet Isaiah, for a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests on his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And from the Gospel of John, we read the words of Jesus, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I do not give to you as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Let's come before God in prayer. Lord, we come to worship you today with hope and with joy and with peace. We ask that you would come amongst us, wherever we are, by your Holy Spirit, to fill our hearts today with praise as we prepare to celebrate the coming of Jesus, Emmanuel. Lord, we thank you for your wonderful gift beyond words. Help us as we continue to think about the Christmas story to be filled with a fresh sense of wonder as we think of Jesus, the Son of God and yet born of Mary, the incarnate word, yet a child, a little child without speech, the Lord of glory, yet a baby cradled in a manger. Our Father, forgive us if we spend too much time preparing to enjoy ourselves, that we forget those who have no joy at Christmas. Forgive us that as we decorate our homes, we forget those who have no home. Forgive us if, as we come, as we welcome the baby in the manger, we forget that he was the man on the cross, the king who came to serve and to give his life that we might live. We pray the words taught to us by Jesus himself, who came into our world and who still comes to meet with us as we open our hearts to welcome him. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Well, our reading for today is taken from the Gospel of Luke, and it's Luke chapter 1, reading from verse 5 through to verse 20. Let us hear the word of God. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well on in years. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty, and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well on in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. And may God bless us this reading of his word. Well, in these days of Advent, as we prepare to celebrate the birth of the Messiah, let's take a moment to reflect upon one of the characters in the story that it's quite easy to, to overlook. We don't often think about this man at Christmas time, the priest called Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. Now, as a priest, Zechariah shared the duties of other priests in taking turn to serve in the temple of God. There were a lot of them, an awful lot of priests, thousands of them. And it would have meant for Zechariah perhaps a week of service, along with many others, in the temple twice a year. 
But the specific duty that Zechariah was engaged in, as we're introduced to him in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, was a very special one. It was a once-in-a-lifetime privilege to enter the inner sanctuary of the temple, entirely unaccompanied in order to make an incense offering to God, as the other priests and assembled worshippers waited and prayed outside. Now it was as Zechariah was engaged in this, and as he stood before the altar, that the angel of the Lord appeared to him with this message that his wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son. And that this son would be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from birth. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What a message. But Zechariah's response, well, it was one of incredulity. How can I be sure of this, he said. And we read his disbelief provoked this rebuke from the angel Gabriel. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens. Because you did not believe, you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Those words, it seems, were the pronouncement of a punishment upon Zechariah for his unbelief, his lack of faith. Uh, But they may also be seen as kind of an invitation. Gabriel's message was about the fulfilment of God's word. What happened in Zechariah during those nine months of silence? What was going on between him and God? What was it that went on inside him that changed him from that person who argued with the angel that he was simply an old man with an old wife to one who, by the end of this chapter, the end of chapter one, read it for yourself, to one who pours forth the most beautiful prophetic song of praise, song that we we often refer to as the Benedictus. Obviously, God continued to speak to Zechariah all through that time of silence. In fact, maybe it was in that time of silence that he was given the opportunity to quieten his mind and to quieten his voice in order to hear God speak to him most clearly. There was a deep work of God going on there, a work of preparation as we think about preparing for Christmas, Advent being a time of preparation. Here was God preparing this man, Zechariah, preparing this priest to be the father of none other than John the Baptist. But can you imagine what it must be like not to be able to speak a word for that length of time, for nine months? Here was Zechariah, a servant of God, And to have that faculty, that faculty most essential to his calling, to his being, uh, the ability to communicate, taken away from him. How would that have felt for him? How would it feel for us? In the case of Zechariah, well, 
maybe it led to a deeper understanding that God's power to act exceeds our ability to control the events in our lives. Our words can sometimes reveal a lot about us, can't they? Sometimes they just reveal our own anxieties and insecurities and concerns. Sometimes they just reveal the the limitations that we put upon God's ability to work. Sometimes they reveal our limits, our limitations and our sinfulness. Now, words are important too. They're needed, of course. Words can be beautiful. Words can be bold and powerful, such as we see in the ministry of John the Baptist. Words can be full of faith, speaking truth and grace. But sometimes what is needed is silence. Silence to make room for the fullness of God and his dynamic and healing power in our own lives. Maybe this Advent, maybe this Advent amongst all the busyness that there is around this time of year, we might hear the invitation from God to us as individuals to enter into more times of silence and to realise in that quiet that God is still at work, learning to trust, learning to trust more in his transforming power, learning to trust and rejoice in the fact that his word will be be fulfilled as we look forward not just to, to celebrating Christ's first coming, but also as we looked, look to his promise coming back again and the fulfilment of all that he's promised to us. Amen. Let us come before God again in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks for this story of Zechariah, this Advent story. story of how you prepared this man for all that you were preparing for him. Lord, as we prepare for Christmas, Amid so much abundance and a flurry of spending, keep us mindful of those who are struggling to make do and those who lack even some of the most basic needs in life. Lord, through these, through the gifts that we, we offer to you at this time of year, may we show something of your thankfulness, our thankfulness to you for all that you have given to us. Gracious God, Grant that we may find peace as we, pre- as we prepare for our Lord's birth. May divisions in ourselves and in our families be peacefully resolved. May there be peace in our cities and peace in the countries of our world. Help us to see the paths of peace in our lives and then give to us the courage to follow them being peacemakers. Help us find true peace in you and to feel and to know your peace as we come to worship you, the peace that your forgiveness of all of our sins brings to us, the peace of your Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. 
reconciling us to you. Lord, let us remember that you only are the giver of lasting peace, that you are always with us. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And may that peace of Christmas fill your hearts and homes. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you, both now and forevermore. Amen.